The use of semantics can be very subtle and can either completely change the outlook of a person's thinking or change it just enough to make possible solutions to a problem distorted. One of these subtle uses of semantics creeping into the discussion about problems besetting our local police is the use of the term law enforcement rather than local police. We see pundits and politicians saying that we need to support law enforcement, and on the surface of it, most would agree. But law enforcement is not necessarily local police. Law enforcement involves the entire spectrum of police power, local, state, and national. That is why we in the John Birch Society have the slogan, support your local police and keep them independent. We support our local system of police departments. We do not want them to come under the control of the federal government, which is only the first step in the communist plan to make them over into a national police and then a department of the United Nations. We have to make the distinction of supporting our local police, not using the term law enforcement, because the two are not necessarily the same. Keep in mind that the support of law enforcement usually goes hand in hand with the use of federal funds, training, equipment, etc. If you understand the conspiracy and how the communists work, you know this is just a stepping stone to ultimate control and regulation by the federal government. You might think this would be okay for the needs of today, but what about tomorrow, once the local police are under the jurisdiction and regulation of the federal government? Would you want Joe Biden controlling the actions of your local police department? This is very subtle, but an important aspect of the semantic battle we are always engaged in. The other side always tries to inject the terms and verbiage we use to bend the thinking of the people toward the end they have in mind. In this case, be sure that you always use the term local police rather than law enforcement in your speech, writing, and public pronouncements. Besides our Support Your Local Police campaign, I would like to also touch on our Stop a ConCon campaign. The push for a constitutional convention or convention of the states to add to and or alter our Constitution has a great deal of money behind it. From where this money comes from is a closely kept secret of those promoting this initiative. We recommend the Socratic approach when discussing the issue with people. Ask them questions, which in many cases the answer is obvious, and or gets them thinking about the issue as they've never done before. Such examples as, if those in government are not following the Constitution now, what makes anyone think they'll follow anything new or changed for the better? Won't our problems be solved simply if all Americans understood the Constitution and demanded that our representatives obey it? Consider all of the money poured into the political scene now by Soros. How much money do you think he would pour into any move for a constitutional convention or convention of the states to bring chaos to the proceedings, both inside the venue and outside on the streets? The 17th Amendment changed the way senators are chosen, elected rather than appointed by the state, which takes power away from the state. Do you know that the Convention of States COS Action President Mark Meckler doesn't want the 17th Amendment repealed, even though he admits that it is the basis for the elimination of states' rights in the Congress? That he wants more democracy? 
Apparently, he doesn't understand the difference, the important difference between a republic and a democracy, which he states in his book, Tea Party Patriots, The Second American Revolution. If a convention were to take place, who would be your state delegates? If you don't know, how can you be sure that they're the kind of people you want to decide the future of our Constitution? You want a balanced budget. Do you know that there is not a single proposed amendment for a balanced budget that doesn't have a loophole in it for overages in the name of an emergency? This can be done with a two-thirds majority when most budgets are already passed with a two-thirds majority. Here is an interesting fact. Many aspects of the federal government are funded off-budget, such as Social Security. I'm sure you can think of many more questions that will put the person you are talking to in a corner. We thank each and every one of you who've been working over the years to stop this move to change our Constitution. Do not become discouraged, and either work to stop current proposals or rescind earlier calls in your legislature for a con-con. It is important for the future of our country.